Hello, citizens of the realm. Welcome once again to a Press A Gaming podcast. Uh, this time I'm actually hosting again. Uh, last time you guys stole it from me and stuffed me in a closet. Thanks for that. I mean, it hey, wasn't necessary. We, we to... gave you food and water. It wasn't necessary to shove you in the closet. It was just funnier that way. Just like <laughs> it wasn't necessary for me to wear your clothes while hosting, but, you know, details. Yep. I think I scared him into silence. <laughs> Apparently. That's, I'm, I'm messing with volumes because UA responded and, like, exploded out of my computer speakers, and Chris was really quiet, so I'm adjusting u user volumes in uh, Discord. We can definitely do it again. Well, you're not quiet anymore because I turned your volume up, Chris. We can still do it again. Just trying to whisper things, sweet nothings into his mic. Anyway, I'm getting <laughs> off topic again. Um, today's uh, topic, I just used that word. I don't know why it disappeared. Um, is the thing that's happening to so many games today in, in the whole COVID-19 crisis, delays. Like... Every single game is coming out with, like, delays these days. Uh, lots of major games who just drop delays for one reason or another. Some actually related to the COVID-19 crisis, just making it impossible for them to continue with production. And uh, some of them just because, I guess, they jumped on the bandwagon that all the other games were delaying and figured oh cool this is our excuse so Zephyr, i got a question for you yeah who, who's here talking to you about this subject oh well i i already mentioned you guys by uh ua and chris but uh <laughs> obviously together today for this episode we have blackwing 13 Hey and Wild High 77. Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins power, power. Activate. Activate. Activate! Sorry about that, guys. I got I'm a little not. ahead of myself there. <laughs> he's uh, a little gun shy. It's been a while since he's been on his own podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't because be somebody locked me in the closet. <laughs> hey, it was a good time. What can I say? Aww, For you. He can't pee in a hey, cup. If, if you had listened to our advice and played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, you could have been a part of it as well. But since you didn't do your assignment, we gave you the punishment of throwing you in a closet while Chris and I did a proper review of it. See, then they do you know you... how long my backlog is? Do you know how long also, my speak... backlog is? Did they, did they the not backlog. teach you that? Is it in sad school? that I'm kind of, uh, kind of happy that a lot of games are delaying their releases because it gives me an opportunity to catch up on my backlog? Ooh, I'll answer that because I'll actually give the, uh, the, 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 the positive aspect on that. Uh, yeah, it's not sad. I think it's a great thing. Uh, one of the silver linings of the whole COVID uh, pandemic, I refuse to call it a crisis because I don't think it's as bad as everybody wants it to be. However, it pushing back release dates on a lot of games, besides the fact that it allows a lot of us to who, who play games, review games, try to finish games before jumping into other games, gives us a chance to catch up on those, on those titles. But the titles that are coming out, especially in this day and age where a lot of games come out buggy or incomplete or just shouldn't, not really in the best conditions that they should be upon launch, Companies can use this yeah, time to I actually. Definitely agree with you there. Companies can actually use this time to straighten out their their problems and have a functioning title release when they finally do release it, which they should be doing anyway. But the extra time of COVID, hopefully, they're using that to say, "Oh, hey, look, that guy's not working properly. Let's get that repaired." Yep. It's definitely a, a definitely a good thing on that front, at least. And I think a lot of game developers are were kind of jumping on the bandwagon of like, there's a lot of other developers that are delaying games because they they they, they using uh, the social distancing as an excuse of like, hey, we can't really get any 
any good work done. So we're delaying it here. And uh, other developers jumped on it and was like, yeah, uh, let's, uh, we want to put a little bit more polish on our game. And uh, this gives us a reason to say, like, hey, we're not able to get as much work done. When in reality, they're sitting there and putting the, the, the finishing touches on it that they wanted to. Can, can I call originally or be can, can I call bullshit on that first excuse though like uh, because of the social distancing we can't okay look right now we are recording a podcast from two different states through our home computers using a free social talk talking program you know I'm not gonna name the na- the, t- the program but it's it's usually for gaming, but otherwise there's also things like Skype and Facebook Messenger, well, all free that you can use to to communicate with each other. While while I while I see where you're coming from there, uh, us doing a podcast on all of our computers is a far cry from designing and coding and building an entire well, game. But well, hold on. Is a second. it really? I, I mean, with Chris on this. What one. they what there's they do? Of... What they do is they program on a computer they can't take the program home to fix it or or email it to each other i mean Their go ahead UA, but that, that was my powerful point. as the one at work well and that's what i was getting ready to say a lot of entertainment companies like rooster teeth funimation they actually sent with their people their compute their work computers or specific programs and hardwares to be able to continue to do their product rooster teeth is still bringing out content at its best quality that they're able to do from home and Funimation I know has set up specific type of sound booths so that they can continue to dub anime right so there's there's ways for them to get around it I, I I'm not opposed to game companies using this as an excuse to get a little bit more polish on their uh, games that they want uh while uh, not having to worry about an original deadline. No, see, that, that point makes sense to me, but the, the first point of uh, social distancing, we can't work on our game, full. You can work on it from home, whether you do it like uh, like uh, UA just said about like Fun- Funimation and uh, Rooster Teeth, where they allowed you to take home your own work console and terminal, or they just give you the programs and necessities for working on your own personal computer. And sending the the finished product to each other through, you know, for lack of a better term here, email. And if you have to communicate between each other, there are plenty of free platform uh, uh, social conversations. Text now, Facebook, Skype, uh, Zoom. Zoom is a big one nowadays. I mean, there, there, there's no excuse in that aspect. That one's just a plain out, we, we got nothing, so here's a lame excuse. Probably came from Bethesda. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, looking at the list of, at least a partial list of games that have been delayed as a result of COVID-19 or whatever reason that they have chosen, um, is there anything here that you guys are curious about or disappointed have been delayed? I don't even know the list. I I, I got last minute so, in here, so. Well, it's 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 a little difficult to 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 have a huge list of uh, game delays, but that right off the top of your head for all of this, because a lot of the games that did get delayed really haven't even been announced yet. Because well, a, a lot a lot of games that that are getting delayed and 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 whatnot that are getting pushed back, um, a lot of the stuff. Companies were waiting for E3 to post announcements and stuff, and E3 got canceled. So, the ones that have been announced that we were already aware of that have been delayed, we have Marvel's Avengers, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. Whoa, wait, stop. That's the one I was waiting on. How far has that got pushed back? Uh, <laughs> give me a second and I'll let you know. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is set to launch shortly after Avengers in September. Well, that was its original. September seventeenth. That was its original guesstimated release. I'm I'm pre-ordered on it. 
and it was supposed no, to release in September. No, its original release was supposed to be sometime between April and May. When I pre-ordered, it was in September anyway, so it, it, uh, that, one, that one doesn't affect as much. But quite, okay. honestly, quite honestly, out of the new games that were announced that I know of thus far, including Avengers, I'm not, I don't care about Avengers. Like, I'll play it, but I don't, I'm not, like, chomping at the bit to play it. Uh, I'm not even going to play it. Unless they, unless they take this time to make it look way better than it looked at E3 last year, I'm not going to waste my time or my money. It I, looks like a plate of hot garbage. I didn't think it looked that bad. Um, I, obviously, like, I had to look at it as, like, uh, you would look at the comic book characters as opposed to, you know, Marvel Studio movies. Because, obviously, Captain America didn't look like fucking Chris Evans. And, you know, Chris Helmsworth definitely wasn't Thor. But I didn't think the, the, the look of the game itself was that terrible. I don't think it was any worse than PS4 Spider-Man. In terms of, of, of graphics and, and, and design of characters, I, I, I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited for Marvel's Avengers. I I, I I hope it lives up to pretty much what what they've uh, hyped us for with trailers. That being said, though, like I was saying, most of the games that I was waiting for this year are already out. The only one that I'm still like chomping at the bit for is Cyberpunk 2077. And that's simply because being an RPG or a tabletopper, I've played Cyberpunk, and I've waited for a decent Cyberpunk game, and this looks like it's it. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 is definitely looking pretty good. Um, pretty much everything I've seen from that is just, the game's going to be good. Now, full disclaimer on what I said, those are the games I knew of releasing. So that doesn't mean that you ain't going to read a title off that I didn't even know was coming out yet. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the rest of the ones that, at least to my knowledge, that were announced for coming out this year, Iron Man VR, yeah. uh, Minecraft Meh. Dungeons, Meh. and oh, The Last of Us Part 2. And what was the last one? The Last of Us Part 2. Meh. Yeah, so... Yeah, quite honestly, the only one that affects me is Cyberpunk, and that really doesn't, because when I placed out my pre-order, that's where it was at anyway. Well, then there you go. <laughs> Another one that they announced for being delayed that I didn't know was coming out, and I know was going to affect a lot of gamers that are into first-person shooters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which I figure is an ironic title. <laughs> Pretty I'm actually. I didn't want to say it. I'm glad somebody else did. I don't want to be. No, a, I was. I had that punted. I, I don't. I don't want to be a dick about it, but I'm shocked they're even doing Rainbow Sixes anymore. I mean, didn't I? I didn't know they stopped. Uh, continued after Vegas too. I mean, is that uh, game series uh, really? To me, it felt like that game. Although the Tom Clancy games, phenomenal games. I'm not saying anything. The Divisions and you know Splinter Cell and you know like i said the uh, Splinter Cells uh uh like the the New Vegas or or whatever uh these titles were great and all that but i get the feeling that like especially especially those types of first person shooter titles have long since been swallowed up by Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield well on the one hand i would agree with you that there are some rainbow games that I really enjoyed. One of them being New Vegas. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. But the last game that they released, which was Rainbow Six Siege, came out in 2015. Easily has to be one of the most watched games on Twitch and other gamer channels throughout the web because this game is so much fun for people to not only watch but also to play. Because you can pick between, God, I don't even know how many pe operators they have for it. And it basically PvP, and it, it's a lot of fun to watch because of all the different game modes that they have. If anything, it's a great contender against Call of Duty. I'm trying to figure out what the last Rainbow Six game I played was. Rainbow Six Vegas. I think it, I think it was Rainbow Six. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't mean to be a dick about it, but I like, I, I, it, it, it almost seems like an under the radar title anymore because of, uh, 
I don't know of or think of anybody who ever even mentions any of the Tom Clancy games, except for Division. I know Division, although it's not a first-person shooter, I know Division got some pretty good acclaim, but I mean, as far as like Rainbow Six titles, I haven't heard anything since Vegas 2. Yeah, it's definitely been in the cultural uh, zeitgeist for a little bit. I, I honestly thought the Rainbow Six series went the way of Medal of Honor. I really did. Sorry for listeners who are like, hey, they're, they're the greatest shooters. At-. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying I knew nothing about it. I thought it was go- done. I thought that series was gone. No, I that's completely- fair, man. I completely forgot about Medal of Honor. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now to see if there's any new ones. I don't think there has been since Warfighter <laughs> back in the early 2010s. <laughs> there's-, there's one announced for 2020. Nice. Medal of Honor above and beyond. I hope to God it crushes Call of Duty. Because I'm sorry, Black Ops 4 is still hot garbage. Deal. It, looks like, it looks like the last one for... Uh, let's open this up in another page. Let's see. Last one released. Uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter in 2012 by Danger Close Games. For PlayStation 3, Windows, and 360. And that one was hot garbage. However, the rebooted uh, Medal of Honor that he did for 360 was was phenomenal. I'd, I'd argue that well, gave a that gave a run for its money against uh, Battlefield 3, which was like the hottest shooter at the time. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is a different developer. It's Respawn Entertainment. Who is known uh, for, uh, for for Windows Titanfall. and Oculus is their uh, announced things. Windows Knox, so they're not even looking at consoles. They're looking at VR. PC and VR. Upcoming first-person shooter virtual reality video game developed by Respawn. Oh, boy. Well, again, you know, take, taking a look at that, that, you know, right off the bat, Respawn, one of the games they're most known for is uh, Titanfall. And, you know, as far as the first-person genres are concerned, I don't care. <laughs> Titanfall shadows most of them. I think Titanfall was a phenomenal series, both the first and the second. I gotta play that second, so. It's cheap enough now. (laughs) I think I I have it as a free download from PlayStation Network, so I think it's somewhere on my library. I just haven't gotten to it. I think the last one I played was Medal of Honor Rising Sun. (laughs) Yeah, you're an old fuck. <laughs> Gotta get with the times. So another game that got delayed that I didn't know was happening, and this should tickle the nostalgia bone in both of you, I would hope. Um apparently PlayStation is making a port of Star Wars Episode One Racer, the Pod Racer game. The what now? The Pod Racer. So, so why? I have no idea. And based off of the picture, I don't know if it's going to be remastered or if it's just a port from the original game. But they've been doing boy. a lot of the ports of the old games for Star Wars uh, on, on Xbox. I mean, uh, right now I'm playing uh, fucking Knights of the Old Republic. You know, and. Uh, I mean, that, that's something I would much rather have a port of. <laughs> I would agree with that. Well, give both me, both, give both. me a next gen Knights of the Old Republic. Come on. I, I heard rumor. Me, I don't know how me, true it give is. Give me a Knights of the Old Republic in the style of Fallen Jedi or Fallen Order, and that's that's gonna be oh freaking awesome. See, I I, I don't. It, it, it's it's completely rumor. Take it with the grain of salt. And I know there's been rumors forever about it. But I have heard rumor that there are talks of doing a canonical reboot of Knights of the Old Republic for current gen. I've been hearing that too. No, take I like these rumors. Don't take take it with take it with the spirit it's given. It is unconfirmed in any way, shape, or form. I don't want anybody coming back saying, "Oh, you're so full of shit." I don't know. It is strictly rumor. However. In the speculative oh, I... points, if any aspect of this is absolutely true, good God, could you imagine 
a next gen I, Knights of the Old I, Republic. I take, I take all game rumors with a grain of salt ever since Half Life Three. <laughs> well, I mean, Half Life isn't necessarily a a, a rumor. I, they are doing the uh, Half Life Alex, I think it's called. Yeah, but which they, is a prequel been, instead of they, three. There's but been still. rumors that Half Life Three has been in development for decades, and uh, so far nothing. Nobody says they didn't. So, I mean, at this, look at look at this at, point. At this point, I will believe Half Life Three is a thing when it's when it's out. Yeah, that's fair. So it falls into the Kingdom Hearts Three category. Yeah, well, Kingdom Hearts never really actually like. Well, actually, it kind of did get to that point for me. Well, that that's where I was, 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 was going to go with out. it. That's where I was going to go with it. Is uh, games like Kingdom Hearts or. You know, even even Fallout Four. When you think about it, Fallout Four was in production since Fallout Three, yeah. and it took them so many years to come up with something that they used last generation technology to make anyway. Um, so, I mean, just because they the rumor is it's in, still in production doesn't mean they're not going through the the woes of figuring out how to make this work. That being said, I don't mm -hmm. know shit about the Half Life. So I never played them, so I. I I could again be talking completely out of my ass. I had more fun with Gary's mod anyway, so not super invested in it. <laughs> However, I have also unsubstantiated uh, rumors uh, for 2K games. Again, no release dates, nothing in concrete. Take it with a grain of salt. That they are in production of not only Bioshock 4. Which, yay, but uh, they are looking to remaster the System Shock series, which is really kind of the, the daddy of Bioshock. I had heard about Bioshock. I hadn't heard about the, Sy the System Shock remake. That would be cool. I, I did uh, hear about the Bioshock as well. Yeah, the Bioshock 4, that was, that was a leak, uh, again, don't have any uh, back. A lot of times when I say these things and I, and I say these are these are these are rumors or speculations, I leave it as rumor and speculation until I see it from the developer themselves. Exactly. You know, the same way with like uh, Star Wars when we're on Journal of the Jedi. If I'm talking Star Wars stuff, to me it's all speculation and rumor until I hear it from like Lucasfilm Limited, Star Wars .net, making Star Wars news. Those are legitimate uh, uh, journal uh, journalists that that come out with the with the true stories for Star Wars. They they came from Mike Zaroth, for example. It's complete and utter fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, honestly, the big game that I'm, uh, I guess it's, I yeah, it's, it's technically a game. Big thing I'm annoyed they got delayed is uh, the DLC packs for Pokemon Sword and Shield. I knew you were going to go there. I was just about to bring that up. It's like, here here I am thinking that this thing is going to drop during all of this. It's going to give me a nice little bit of levity and take my mind off everything. And Oh, nope. Isle of Armor pushed back. See, see you, just, you just hurt my feelings here. I was so proud of both of you. Because in this, in, in this list that, that you uh, read off, was Minecraft, and I know how much you two are nuts over Minecraft. So yes, I'm, I'm nuts over Minecraft. I have never played any of the spinoff games like Minecraft Story or anything like that. I just stick to plain regular Minecraft. Well, again, yeah, the, the, nope. the Minecraft dungeons being delayed was like more of like an oh man, oh well, because like it's not like it, it's not like it changes how we play Minecraft in any. Right, well, that that's what I'm saying. It's like, I was actually proud that you guys weren't going all man about Minecraft, and then you had to ruin it and fanboy out over Pokemon. Really? I will always, I will always fanboy over Pokemon, <laughs> and I will not be ashamed of it. What do you care? It's the exact same game over and over again. It's like fucking, they delayed fucking Madden 2021. So what? You got Madden 20. Deal with it. There were some... There <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. It hasn't been it hasn't been a brand new game. It hasn't been a brand new game since it came out on the original game. game Boy. And I don't get them back until we get some of the DLC. 
Pokemon Pokemon games like that have not been original since Pokemon Red and Blue on the original Game Boy. It's been the same well, game I mean, update, just kinda updated just, graphics. That kind of just goes to show that you haven't played them. Because every Pokemon game for a new gen has had a distinct story that is different from every game before it. And yes, the formula is about the same, but it's the formula is only about as the same as Final Fantasy. No, that's not fair. Final Fantasy doesn't start every single one with, it's your 10th birthday, go see Dr. Oak. Every Pokemon game doesn't start with, it's your 10th birthday, go see Dr. Oak. <laughs> okay, so I I'm going to play the middleman here real quickly and say that you're both right. Chris is right in the fact that most of the Pokemon games that I have played, and I stopped playing after Ruby and Sapphire, they all follow the same cooker cutty or good god cookie cutter, cutter format <laughs> of you get a starter pokemon you take on all the gyms there's a big evil for some sort of team blank you beat them you go to the elite four and you become pokemon champion yippee ki -yay. well and yeah but you can break down any game series into its formula but, but that's that's where this what um good God, I'm losing it today. Sword and Shield is a little bit different because, yes, you still go, you face off against the eight gyms or whatever the hell they're called, face off against their champions, but before you even get a chance to... It's not the same as the original games. There is no Elite Four. It's done in the tournament style, which I thought was a little interesting. And before you can even face off against the champion, there's a complete right turn that happens in it that a lot of people weren't expecting. All right, well, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I, the, the fact of the matter is, is I'm not saying I dislike the Pokemon franchise as far as the video games are concerned. I'm not saying that. But like UA said, I fell off around Ruby and Emerald because I got tired of playing the exact same game over and over again. And dropping good money into the exact same game over and over again. And that's essentially what it was for me, too. Yeah. I mean, I never really, ha I never really had the problem of uh, Pokemon's formula. I kind of just liked having new Pokemon. I kind of liked the comfort of being able to play a, a, a close approximation to the same formula with, with different characters. Uh, I mean, for, for each Pokemon game that came out, so I kind of liked the 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 uh, how everything was kind of the same. I can kind of get that. I can kind of get that. But like when you pointed out Final Fantasy, for example, when you break it down to its game essentials, Final Fantasy, you're right, is the exact same game over and over again, to an extent, as far as like heroes taking on some big world-altering bad going on in the world. But at least there was innovations in each and every game. Whether good or bad, there was always innovations in the combat mechanics. There was always innovations in the spell mechanics. There was always something new and original in the games. My argument well, with Pokemon po po up until... Pokemon, Pokemon had that too. Not really. Even with, even with Ruby and Sapphire, uh, they added double battles. So that, was, that was the brand new thing from, uh, from, for Gen 3. For Gen 4... They uh, they had and then they took it away of Pokemon following you on the overworld and your Pokemon in the first slot, and then they had uh, there was additional things like um, the underground. I think was Gen four. Um, Gen five had horde battles introduced. See, none of this none of this really matters to me. If you if you want to impress me to the point where it gets me to back to playing Pokemon, I'll tell you straight out. Give me customization in in my Pokemon itself. When I have a Charmander, don't give me four generic attacks that I can that I can unlock for him that are the same in every game. Growl, Scratch, Ember, and I forget what the fourth one is. Over and over and over again. Allow me to choose it. I'm not saying like let me have Squirt Gun from Squirtle and put it on Charmander, but I'm saying. Let me customize how to train him on the attacks that I want him to have from a list that would be for his class. I, 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 I can understand where you're coming from. You, 
you want a different leveling system for the Pokemon so that you can, like, I want to work toward Flamethrower and uh, put time into that. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the best way I can describe it, and you, you may, not, may or may not understand this, give me something similar to, like, the Materia system, at least, uh, from Final Fantasy VII in the attacks and, and all of my Pokemon. Or even better, I'll use a better analysis. I was going to make that reference, but I felt like we already did the, t the Final Fantasy comparison. Which is why I'm switching it up and let me give a better comparison. There was an old game series called Monster Rancher. Oh, you don't, you, don't even, you don't even have to look that one up. I, I still have Monster Rancher three for uh, PlayStation yeah, two floating around. And uh, and the 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 depth and level of being able to train your monster and the attacks that they use and level up those attacks. Give me that in a Pokemon game where I actually feel like a Pokemon trainer and I'm not just grinding until they reach evolution status or. Or they get all four generic attacks, and that's all I have to choose from. Yeah, I you know that'd probably be a pretty cool Pokemon game to see. That being said, I'm still a little sad that the Isle of Armor uh, DLC got delayed, just because you know it's something new in Pokemon, and uh, I wanted to experience it. You know, speaking of games, uh, not to go off topic, but you know. Because I mentioned Monster Rancher, it popped it in my head. There was another game that was out on the PlayStation 1. And it might have been on PC, but I know it was on PlayStation. I played the shit out of it on PlayStation 1. And if ever there was ever uh, a game that I would love to see come back, whether they create like a, a sequel or they just, you know, remaster the shit out of it, there was a game called Master of Monsters. Look it up. I it don't was, think I've heard of that one. Was, I don't know that one. It was kind of an overworld, esoteric, uh, real-time strategy game, but you unlocked different monsters uh, that became part of your your army or whatever to be able to take on uh, sections or areas of a map that uh, it was almost like Risk with monsters. But you 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 uh, you customize the, the the monsters that you unlock. You you uh, you level them up, especially if they survive the battles and. It was a really fun game to play. Like, if you guys have never played it, look it up. See if maybe go on YouTube. See if there's ever any gameplay uh, that somebody may have or, or whatever. It was a fun game, and I would love to see a sequel or a remaster of that game. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. I, I uh, it looks pretty interesting. I had a blast with that game years and years and years ago. I guess I guess it's kind of like a uh, um oh it's it's hexagonal based too. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was your basic uh uh without without the bases for example. Uh and all that. It it was your basic like uh uh Halo Wars, Command and Conquer style game. God, I love Command and Conquer. Uh, I bet you're happy they remastered one and two of that. Oh, speaking of happy of remastered, can we please apparently, talk about... Apparently, they did, apparently there was a sequel. Was there really? Uh, Master, Masters of Monsters, Disciples of Gaia. Ooh, I think that's the one I played. But either way, can we talk about one that was announced, a remaster? Sure. Can, can we talk about the Tony Hawk version titled Disciples of Gaia? Can can we can we talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2? <laughs> Dude, they're bringing a Tony Hawk Pro Skater back and I swear to god if it's not the original soundtrack, I'm going to riot. It is the original soundtrack. That's part of the uh, the announcement. It has the, the original soundtrack, they updated the sound of it, so it's like, you know, modern day, you know, I guess MP3 quality or whatever, you know, you but, know, but it is I, the original I soundtrack. I feel like they need to reach out to all the, all the bands that were part of the soundtrack back for the original and see if they're willing to re-record their songs specifically for the video game. As far as I understand it, this, this re-release of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is literally they threw a fresh cone of paint on the original game. 
So gameplay and, and style is the exact same. So we have the arcade, out of control, fucking flips and, and heights and, and grinds, which awesome. They might have added a couple new game mechanics, you know, instead of just, you know, getting the, the letters skate and getting the pro score. They might have added a couple extra things in that. But as far as I understand it, they updated the graphics and the sound. <laughs> but it's still the original games. It's not that hot mess that was Tony Pro, uh, Pro Skater 5. It's it's the shit that we all love that made us love the Tony Hawk franchise to begin with. Yep. I might have to get it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, prob- I'm probably it. picking it up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 oppor- the opportunity to skate around to Superman again? Of course. And as far as I understand, there is going to be a multiplayer too. Oh, brother! <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Uh, are are uh, Chris? Are you familiar with the uh, Burnout game series? Uh, of course. Being a Fallout fan, I had to be. Vats was based off of Burnout. Say again, what? Vats, the Vats system from Fallout Three, uh, where mm-hmm. it slowed down time to pick your shots and everything else, and and the uh, the the. The death scenes that came afterwards, like the the slow motion bullet and taking off people's heads and shit, that was all based off of burnout from their crash uh, slowdown. Really? Yep. That's what's based off of the aftertouch. That's interesting. <laughs> That's where they came That's up with the cool. idea. I never, I never uh, made that connection. But uh, I was actually thinking of uh, for for the the multiplayer Tony Hawk. Pro Skater Remake, they should do a, uh, a Tony Hawk crash mode. Oh, that would be that good. would be awesome. God, that would be interesting. Because there was a couple times you, you take some biffs that were fucking horrible in those games. Like, even even in that generation's graphics, they was just like, you sat there and went, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you there, know, as, there as, was... As excited as I am for Tony Hawk 1 and 2, I also hope they either reskin or come out with a sequel, a third sequel, like the third game of uh, Thug, Tony Hawk's Underground. Those were great game series where it had a little bit more of an RPG element to it. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember Thug. Thug, Thug was a really successful series where you take on the role of your own skater trying to make it in the pro circuit and you interact with some of the other uh, pro skaters and you're, you're, as you're going through the circuit, you wind up in different cities and each city is open world. You just go do what honestly, you want to do. Honestly, the only other game that was in the same vein as uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that I played was uh, Amped for Xbox. So snowboarding. Well, I mean, there was Dave Mira's game, too. Well, not Dave Mira. Uh, who was the other BMXer? There was two of them. There was Dave Mira, but there was another one. I, I forget what it was. But it was legitimately like fucking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with a BMX bike. <laughs> so, I don't know if we can count this as being delayed. Or, I'm sorry, not delayed. This was actually canceled. But I don't know if we can blame this on the whole covid environment and all that but chris did you hear that wwe 2k21 got act you know what wwe has not uh, in personal opinion because i know people are going to be like no fuck you this one was great and this one the 2k series was horrible they haven't to me they haven't put out a decent wwe game since wwf attitude on the original playstation that's where i'm gonna have to disagree with you I think the last good one for me was um, SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. That was the last good one. After that, that's when it went to the 2K series, and it just it fell by the wayside so hard. The, pro- the problem for me, and understand, I don't mean to be mean to anybody else, and I respect your opinion. For me personally, when uh, WWF games first came out, they were arcade-ish. They were, they were, you know, for their generation, they were Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. They were basic brawlers painted up to look like you were in the wrestling ring up until wwe attitude uh the ecw hardcore game which was basically the same game and of course on 64 you had nwo versus the world and shit that's where it all of a sudden like those types of wrestling games all of a sudden look like wrestling games 
you know, and they were phenomenal. And then came like the SmackDown itself series. And they went right back to the arcade mode. And now this shit with the 2Ks, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible RPG. Oh, no, I'll agree with that 100%. I, I picked up 2K19 a few months ago because it was free on PlayStation Network. And I said, sure, you know what? Let's see if this is even worth my time. And it, it's, got no, it's got no meat to it. Yes, you can set up any match that you want against almost any superstar that you want. But it, it doesn't offer anything beyond that. It, it offers some form of campaign of being able to go throughout an entire wrestling year. But it takes so much time and effort just to get it set up that it's not even worth the trouble. I never played any of the uh, wrestling games, so I've got no clue. See, I'll, I'll argue. <laughs> Sorry. The point, I'll argue the point that, like, you know, I hope I hope this cancellation and if, it, especially if it's COVID again, go back to the drawing board and instead of coming out with uh, the exact same thing over and over again, design a new game. Give us Fire Pro in WWE format. Give us, you know, like, hell, I'll argue. Hey, Nintendo, you got a Nintendo Switch now, right? How about giving us an updated fucking pro wrestling? Those were great fucking wrestling games for their days, but time for new ones. Honestly, I'm I'm really hoping that uh this this whole social isolation thing results in us getting a big boom of indie games after the fact. Of like everybody everybody got everybody got sent to stay home and stay isolated and the people who were like I'd like to make my own game, but I've never had the time. Sat down and actually made their own game because suddenly they had nothing but time. It'd be nice. Actually... It'd be nice, but I, I don't know. And especially because I don't know. I'm I'm one of the people guilty. I don't play a whole lot of indie games. I mean, I play some indie games, but like, it, it they're definitely they definitely have the deck stacked against them as far as uh, getting popular. I think it has a shot of letting the indie games take center stage for a while, especially with all the AAAs being de- postponed, delayed, whatever. You know, so I, I definitely root for them, but I think they've got to make something that really wows somebody. Like, some, I hate to say it, but somebody as ignorant as me who would go through, you know, the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store and see some random title and just be like, man, move on. Because the graphics didn't look all that great, or the story didn't seem all that interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which primarily happens to a lot of players like myself. When you're looking for something new that grabs your attention, you know what you like, and you see all these indie games that might be phenomenal. I'm not saying they're not, but their descriptions or what what screenshots were shown of them, and having no general back uh, information about them. Make me go. Uh, it's not really worth my ten bucks, twenty bucks, thirty bucks, whatever they're charging. Because what if I hate yeah. it? I can understand that. So let me ask you guys a quick question, uh, Keith. I know that you've played this before, Chris. I'm not positive. Would you consider the Wipeout series on PlayStation to be an indie property game? Wipeout? Yeah. No. No, not at all. Wipeout's okay. like mainstream well i don't know who the developer on that is which is why i asked the question well that maybe they're maybe they're considered indie now but i mean wipeout was born as an arcade game or no i'm thinking hydro thunder but wipeout same same deal yeah same deal but wasn't as popular i I think there are were a couple of wipeout arcade machines but they weren't really as popular as hydro thunder yeah now, Hydro Thunder, I would play the shit out of if anyone would put that on the PlayStation or Nintendo Switch. <laughs> give me give me a brand new fucking, uh, uh, shit, I had it in my head. It was a racing game. It was not Carmageddon. Oh, Crazy Taxi. Give me a new Crazy Taxi. Oh, <laughs> God, Crazy Taxi. I haven't played that game in forever. <laughs> Oh man, I wonder if there's a new Burnout game coming because I'm missing Crash Mode. I don't know if there's a new one coming, but I think on Xbox right now, uh, 
one of the free games is I think one of the burnouts. I think it was Burnout Paradise. Might I might be. I might have picked that one up or not. I can't remember. I don't know. Burnout Burnout Three Takedown will always be near and dear to my heart. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's. It's funny as far as the list of games that are being delayed. As getting back to the topic at hand, it's funny. Most of them I don't really care about. You know, um. So to me, it doesn't affect one way or another. However, my point still stands. Hopefully they use this time as a blessing in disguise to make sure that the product is ready for release by the time they actually do release it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm almost I'm almost wondering if uh the the, the they kinda had the forced game delays here, but uh I'm almost wondering if they're if uh after all this is said and done they don't see any drops in profits if the gaming industry finally uh comes to an understanding of like we don't have to rush these games out. People will still buy them, even if they're, you know, quote unquote late. I think. Well, a lot of that is going to depend on the game itself and the expectation towards it. If it's a game that people have been waiting a long time for, and they say that they're delaying it because they want to make X better for the player, they're going to probably forgive it and they're going to be okay with it. If it comes out and it's still janky, then I don't know. It depends. I think it's a double-edged sword, and I'm going to use Final Fantasy VII Remake as a perfect example of it. When Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced, originally announced, was years ago. Years ago. And it mm -hmm. kept getting pushed back and delayed and pushed back and delayed. And people waited forever, and the fans did get impatient. People were not believing the shit was going to release. People were not believing that any of the stories were legit. People were were fed up with, you know, Square Enix and and their supposed remake, until it finally dropped. And when it finally dropped, it exploded. Like, you know, it was everything and more that people were expecting, or hoping for. You know, so yeah, I, I think it's a double-edged sword. saying that it's like the first one to two hours of the original game stretched out to like 40. Yeah, to a 40-hour game, yeah. But uh, but, he, but the, the, the point of it, the point of it is I think game developers have to expect both sides of the aisle in this. If they do learn from this, they can, can take their time to fix the games. Yeah, they may deal with backlash from the, uh, from the fan base who become impatient. However, if you release a good game, no matter how late it is, They'll always forgive it because you gave them a good game worth the price of, you know, the price of the sale. The big thing I think it's yeah. going to change in the uh, game industry uh, from COVID nineteen, I think, is the exact same thing that we're seeing in the movie industry, and I think that's going to be a push towards digital and and loss of uh, things like physical copy or or uh, like in the filming world things being released to theaters. Because they're yeah, going to be I would learning. Agree because even before the whole COVID-19 thing, the gaming industry was starting to get really big on its push for streaming services like Stadia, like PlayStation Now, uh, Game Pass for Xbox. And I think that a lot of companies are going to take a look at the environment right now and say, you know what? maybe this is the time for us to start streamlining direct-to-consumer and cut out the middleman a little bit. And, I mean, if that this doesn't give the push to the next evolution of gaming, I don't know what will. Like, we're on yeah. the cusp of releasing uh, PlayStation 5 and, and uh, whatever the fuck the Xbox decided to call their next-gen. Um, it changes, like, every other minute. Um, but we're on the cusp of those, so I don't think we'll see that immediate change in them so much. But I guarantee you, PlayStation 6 and Xbox, whatever the fuck it's decided to be named next, will be, there will be no disk drive. Yeah, you might. We I, might not I have disk games that. anymore. It'll I be, don't know where we'll go from there, but we might not have disk games. The, 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 the console will be the size of your fucking cell phone. And all it is is a fucking working hard drive to download the digital copy to play. And of course, you got to pay for the streaming service to be able to access those that you downloaded. Yeah. Uh, you make it sound like a dystopia. 
It will be. <laughs> it really much will anyway, be. Anyway, <laughs> on that, I love I love how the original original topic of starting and talking about delays uh, led to us talking about the classics for a little bit. It just goes to show that it always leads back to the classics. Very true, man. Hey, we and all cut our teeth. Note, we all cut our teeth on Nintendo wrap and Atari. This episode up. Uh, <laughs> Wild High, where can they find you? Oh, man, do I have to do it again? Uh, you guys can find me right here on Press A Gaming on occasion when I decide to show up or for Breaking the Fourth Wall or any of the other great Realm of the Mist shows. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button, like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts of Realm of the Mist Entertainment and go over to our sister channel, uh, Sound Slicey Gaming where we take care of all your tabletop and video game Let's Play needs, including the returned Chronicles of the Lost Realm, a new episode releasing this Saturday. And, of course, guys, if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor FM, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can and will be heard. And Blackwings13, where can they find you? Hey guys, it's UA Black Wings here. You can find me on Journey to the East podcast along with my host, co-host Supper Zero here. Uh, you can find me on Journey to the East on Facebook. You can find me on our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, also as part of Chronicles of the Lost Realm. New episode is releasing this Saturday. And if I am correct, Chris, we are going to be streaming live on Twitch episode four. Yes, yes, we are. So. If you guys have not caught up, yeah, you got to get on it because, uh, you know, those that are caught up, you're getting a new one this Saturday. And let me tell you guys something. Shit is starting to get real, and it is going to be a lot of fun listening to what we got planned for the next one. Uh, aside from that, you can find me on Twitch, on Twitter, and on PlayStation Network under the handle Blackwings Roman numeral 13. And you can find me on many of the other channels here on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And as always, I'm your host, Zephyr Zero. Uh, you can find me on, obviously, Press A Gaming Podcast. You can also find me on Journey to the East, co-hosting. You can also find uh, me on Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Uh, go and check that out. Season 2 is awesome so far. Uh, they obviously announced that we're doing it live. Um, and uh, you can also find me on Twitch, uh, Zephyr Leaf Chaser. And uh, anywhere quality realm of the mist podcasts can be heard hey and, and uh make sure to press a for great gaming content